0: This is Blog Life The Journey, presented by Too Much, Too Much.
1: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Episode 9 of Blog Life The Journey. It's been a few weeks since we last recorded, and we kind of just want to let you guys know what's been going on in the background. Uh, we had our Clem episode, which did outrageously well, got uh, easily our most views, and from there we thought we were in a really good place. Uh, we had a few guys lined up, but then over the past couple weeks, uh, our schedules just haven't aligned with some of the guys we've been trying to bring on. Uh, so we're finally able to get another one. We're very excited tonight. We're having him at Barstool JJ. Uh, you might know him from Stadium Eats or Yuppie Junks or just his Yankees writing for Barstool. Uh, but he he's a must-follow on Twitter. He's a hilarious dude. We just had an incredible interview with him. Uh, if you uh, have been listening to this or – uh, if you've been listening to the, all nine or even just any of them, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, I'm on Twitter, at too much Tuma. You can email brendan.tuma at gmail.com. Uh, I, I was talking to one guy on Twitter about this, about the podcast, and we, we just have no idea if anyone's listening or not. And he said he's listened to them all, and that we've gotten better every episode. And I'm not saying that just to toot our own horns. It was just to hear someone actually say, uh, that they were listening, that we were getting better. It was very encouraging, and it's kind to keep motivating us to keep going. So, yeah, don't be a stranger. Don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, we have a couple other projects we're working on in the meantime. Uh, so, with that, let's get to today's episode. All right, so, we're now here joined by Barstool JJ. JJ, I just want to thank you for coming on today with us. Yeah, no, happy to be here.
2: I've seen you guys uh, making the rounds.
1: Have you actually?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've talked. We talked to RDT, who, who you just hung out with him this weekend, right? He slept right where I'm sitting. <laughs> um, yeah, no.
1: RD, RDT is an incredible guy. Like, I just reached out to him when I first started, like, blogging and all this stuff, and he he's, he had no reason to like count me at all, and he's he's been super nice. Uh, but anyway, tonight we want to just you know talk to you about uh, your journey to barstool. Uh, you know, kind of how you started writing comedically. We want to talk about stadium eats, uh, yuppie junk. Uh, but first, I said us with the weekend. You spent at the stadium, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm definitely physically paying the price for spending a weekend in sweets at Yankee Stadium.
1: I have uh, season tickets away. I'm a Red Sox fan. Uh, we'll get into that later. But uh, there's weekends where I'll just go Saturday and Sunday, and Monday comes, and I'm just fucked. Like, I'm wiped at work.
2: Yeah, I mean I went uh I went Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, all all in sweets. So it's a lot of eating, um, a lot of drinking. Uh yeah, just a, a rough day. It's a rough way to start the week.
1: Uh, how are the atmosphere there? Thank you think your fans get into it this time of year right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, um Friday night, really good energy, uh, pretty packed place. Saturday too. Um Sunday's tough during football season because there's just it's so many. So many seats. Um, a good amount of like the upper deck was was empty. Uh and it was a hot one too. Um, especially Saturday. It was a four o'clock game, but we had a barstool event in center field in the sun, and it was it was brutal.
1: Yeah, I've been too many uh summer day games at Fenway just frying out in the bleachers. But yeah, it can be hit or miss. Uh, this time of year, I haven't felt that like good playoff vibe energy down here in Boston yet. So I was wondering if it heated up in New York at
2: all. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. there there's definitely the idea that now everyone's back from the shore too. You know, no one's got a Hamptons house or, or anywhere to be. Um, so you know, on your Friday and Saturday, it's kind of the you know the place to be in New York right now, especially with the team playing well. Uh, not just from uh, the standings of having the wild card. But, like, you know, of the last two weeks, we've actually been a hot team versus, you know, before that, we were kind of slumping a bit.
1: I saw Buster only just tweeted out, like, Aaron Judge's stats the past. I don't even remember what it was, like, past 12, 14 games or something. And they're really good. He has, like, seven homers, uh, like, 16 walks. He's coming back into form, it seems.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, there was definitely – I don't blame it on the home run derby. I just think people started to figure him out. If you looked at it, people started going – before the year, they started going up the chain on him uh, mm-hmm. because, you know, since he's 6'7", uh, maybe he would, you know, swing at elevated pitches. Um, also, he would at times dip his back shoulder. So that's why he struggled a lot last year. Uh, they kind of figured him out and started going top down. And that's why he'd always swing at that uh, slider in the in the lefty box. But I think he's made adjustments. And, um, you know, he's seeing the ball a lot better. Uh, also has some pressure off of him with guys like Holiday and Castro back in the lineup. And obviously mm-hmm. Sanchez heating up.
1: Yeah, not to get all, like, stat nerdy, but mathematically, like, he was just never going to be able to keep that pace up. Like, all the underlying advanced stats that, like, Fangraph's write about. Uh, he, like, his batting average on balls in play, all that, it was just, like, too high. He might... Maybe wasn't due to regress this much, as it turned out, but uh, he seems to—baseball, it's constant adjustments.
2: You know, yeah, yeah, no, he would have been insane. the greatest baseball player of all time Yeah, if, you know, kept that going.
1: Anyway, so we want to talk to you a bit more about your background. So take us all the way back. You know, we know you're a New York guy, but where exactly did you grow up, and where did this love
2: of comedy and sports
1: uh, really start from?
2: So I grew up uh, in the Bronx on City Island. Uh, first day of kindergarten. I uh got seated next to KFC. Um, so I've known him since we were, you know, five years old. Um he moved away at times, so he wasn't there like the the whole time, but you know, I've known him my whole life. Um yeah, so just like growing up kind of in the Bronx in the nineties, um, in a the place called City Island is an island of four thousand white people in the Bronx. So it's very weird. Yeah. Um you just kind of grow up you know, with, uh, a, a certain like kind of edge and like kind of quick wittedness. Um, yeah. my dad's, uh, a really funny guy, but also like a ball buster. So just out of like, just kind of getting my teeth kicked in comedically for like years, uh, really like toughens you up. And, uh, you yeah. So that. Then, yeah. So then I just, you know, I, I went off to college and um, you know, was a funny guy, I was just always kind of like the funniest guy in like my group of friends. Um, you know, people said, you know, oh you should do stand up and, and and shit like that. And uh after college at one point I just started I started doing some stand up. I had torn my ACL and needed um uh needed to have surgery and I had I couldn't play any like, you know, pick up basketball or, or anything like that. So I needed an outlet. Um, I had started blogging at one point, just like from, you know, from a comedic standpoint, um, for fun, but I was doing Without like eight about sports.
1: You're blogging about sports.
2: No, it was just like all dick jokes. It was just all, oh. all comedy. <laughs> um, yuppie junk used to be, it was a, a blog. And so mm-hmm. I was just writing that. I did that for like a year. It was a good outlet and I started doing stand up. and I was a consultant. So I traveled all the time. So I was, just doing stand-up, like open mics in cities all over the country. Um, moved to New York and was just like, uh, I was doing some stand-up, but everyone wants to be a stand-up. I didn't really want to be a stand-up. I just enjoy doing stand-up. Like I have a career in in That's advertising true. that I'm happy with. And then um, at the same time through the whole thing, since I grew up in the Bronx, I grew up with my dad's best friend. His aunt was – the assistant traveling secretary. She was the real-life George Costanza. So we always had access. To, <laughs> I was going to uh, say,
1: isn't that the fake position?
2: <laughs> no, no, it's a real position. Um, but, like, we – so we always had access to tickets. So I went to, like, a ton of baseball games, um, always in good seats. Uh, and I played baseball um, through high school into college. And so when I came back to New York, uh, Barstool was very – Uh, Very young. Um, It was really like just Kevin in New York. Um, I think 610 was doing some of the Ranger stuff, but that was really it. And um, he just asked me, he said, listen, I need a guy. You know, I can't keep anyone who wants to write about the Yankees. They always want to do more. You kind of get the site, you get, you know, you do stand up. Um, So can you help me out? And that was over four years ago. I was like, yeah, like, I'll help you out for like, this season and maybe I'll get tickets to like one game ever. And uh, yeah, I just kind of took that, you know, opportunity to then do a bunch of other stuff with Barstool.
1: That's huge. Uh, I, I sympathize with you about the ACL thing you talked about. Uh, I told mine as well. And that's uh, right. You just got to take that negative and I guess, I don't know, try to make the best of it, make the best of a bad situation.
2: Yeah. Um, or just like limp around and like try to hide it from girls when you're trying to pick them up at <laughs> bars and shit. Like, it's tough to get laid when you're in, like, a half-leg brace.
1: Uh, you didn't go for the sympathy? You tried to just no, tough
2: it no. Out? It's just, like, like eventually I would. I think it was – I don't know if it was the first time. I think it was maybe the second time I tore it. I tore it twice. I mm-hmm. know. Um, I think it was the first time. I, like, still went out to a bar and I had, like, a soft brace on, like, right after I didn't have surgery yet. And I, yep. like, told some chick, I was like, oh, yeah, like, I can't dance too much. Like, I got a torn ACL, otherwise I'd tear it up. And she was like, bullshit. I was like, no, I'm wearing a brace. And I used that as, like, I was like, if you get my pants off, you can see the brace. And it worked. <laughs> Genius.
1: Um, well, you just, said, you just said something about uh, you're always sitting in good seats at the Yankee games. Uh, you hate the bleachers, You're anti-bleachers, correct me if I'm wrong.
2: No, no, I'm not anti-bleachers. I just don't have to sit in them. Like, that's, you know, hey, whatever. If all you've got to eat is something I don't like and I'm starving, I'll eat it. So, like, no, I sat in the bleachers for, like, forever. Um, I went to high school, like, four train stops up from uh, Yankee Stadium. Um, One of my buddies' dad was a cop outside the stadium. So, sometimes we'd go and we'd sit wherever because he'd walk up to a scalper And just say, like, hey, you selling those tickets? I'm taking them. And then give them to us. And that was it. Um, But then, yeah, no, in college, I would drive up from Philly all the time for games. I'd I'd still go to, like, 10 games a year and just get, like, even before StubHub was around, like, go on Craigslist and, like, meet a guy to get tickets for, like, eight bucks. Yeah. So, yeah, so I always did that. Even when I started at Barstool, I sat there. It's just now, thanks to, like, Stoolies are awesome and they hook me up and – uh, companies will because of following um, some other connections. And then even, you know, the Yankees um, take care of me. Um, you know, it's just uh, I, I get to eat a lot of cool stuff um, and, and meet a bunch of famous people in the suites, which is cool. Like I watched a game with Bucky Dent earlier this year.
1: Uh, damn. Uh, yeah, at Fenway, I, my season ticks are in the bleachers, which um, Fenway, I mean, you've obviously – in there before like it's so small that i really don't mind if you're in like one of the first 10 15 rows in the bleachers i really don't think it's that bad uh but the i just noticed this recently sitting at fenway park now the seats are insanely close together and i don't know why i'm just noticing at 24 year 24 years old but it's wildly uncomfortable
2: that's what everyone says so i've only been to fenway park three times Mm -hmm. the first time i sat in that the budweiser area Yeah. That's a good um, area. But I was, I was filming a TV show. So it was like a totally different experience. Like they kicked everyone out of Yawkey Way to film stuff. Um, oh, wow. I did a documentary for uh, MLB and Fox Sports on the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. And I did like a six-hour thing of just like sitting there answering questions. And at the end, they just asked me, what do you think about Fenway Park? And I said, I've never been there. And
0: they were mm-hmm. like,
2: what do you mean you've never been there? Because you're like 30 I said, yeah, like, I've only recently hit a level of maturity where I won't say something to get hit in the head with a bottle. And the Yankees were playing, like, two days later. So they got me on a train, sent me up there, filmed the whole thing with, like, a camera crew. So I had heard all about Fenway, but I had that. That's a totally different experience. Even the people who were, like, heckling me when I had – because, like, especially when you're on camera, it's an idiot magnet and people just yell shit at you. Um, once Stooley yep. saw me, then they were like super nice. Um, and then the other two times I've sat in the EMC suite. So I've never okay. sat in like those little, like cramped seats.
1: <laughs> uh, you've been on the monster.
2: Yep. So I got, I've been in the monster.
1: Okay, sweet. You got hooked yeah, up.
2: When I okay. was, uh, they had, there was like a detective who was my security. So I show up at the gate. Yeah, they were just like, listen, it's a seven o'clock game. We need you at like four o'clock or three o'clock or whatever at the press gate. So I take a cab there. And they're like, but we need you in like your shit. I'm like, yeah, yeah cool. Like whatever. So I show up and there's uh, the producer who I know, a cameraman, two sound guys. And they're like, and then this guy, it was a three letter acronym. I don't remember what it was. And I go, what's that? And he goes, oh, son, I'm your security. And I just go security. I'm a grown man. <laughs> And he just goes – and this guy – I can't do a Boston accent, so I don't want to fuck it up. But this guy in a heavy Boston accent goes, son, I've been a detective for the Boston Police Department for like 15 years. Something like that. It was like 15, 20 years. It was you're standing on Yawkey Way in a Derek fucking Jeter jersey. And we're about to kick everyone out of there so we can film you walking back and forth. No one here likes you. No one here likes you. Understand that. People do want to hurt you. All right. And, um, so yeah, so I, we, I filmed all the shit. They had to go get B like B footage of like the, you know, the streets and outside the stadium and shit. And, um, he just goes, to me, he goes, really, you've never been here before. And when I said, yeah, he goes, you want to go in the green monster? And then, uh, he brought me in the stadium, like underneath the tunnel out on the field and then like in the green monster.
1: So yeah, so you started up, we got your story about how you got to Barstool and kind of then, like you said, you have, once you're at Barstool, like it's real competitive, you know, everyone's, you know, trying to fight for their bound. Um, talk us a little bit just about how like stadium meets got going.
2: So there's like a couple ways you can treat Barstool. Um, for some people, it's like totally like a hobby, like guys mm-hmm. like 6'10", who does the Rangers. Um Guys who, um, oh, there's a few other guys who just cover like just teams and it's not like yep. that huge of a thing, kind of like um, Eric. Yeah, yeah, like he just does it, it's not his life, he's not like obsessed with it. Mm-hmm. Then there are guys like me and I would say like Chief and now like Carl and White Sox, Dave, yep. um, Greenie to a certain level who are like, yo, I'm gonna take this opportunity and try to do like something with it, exactly. Um, and then there are guys like Clem. Who take like the opportunity and are like, yo, I'm going to turn this into a career. A bunch of people have like Smitty did just like, yo, like based on the time and place I am in my life, like I can go all in on this. Yeah. Um. You know, I have like I just switched a job or, or some guys, you know, sometimes didn't have a job like, boom, I got this opportunity. I can write five, four things a day for free. Um. So, yeah, so I. um. So, but if you want to do more and you want to get the benefits of having, you know, a lot of Twitter followers, which gets you free tickets, you know, you do a bit more and you come up with like different things. So I started off podcasting. I um, You were early yeah, in
1: podcasting.
2: Yeah. So when Kevin was trying to start podcasts as a thing, not a lot of people were into it. And I was like, yeah, no, like I can do it because I had a podcast in 2009. I didn't yeah. even have an iPhone. I didn't even know where to listen to it. You can tell when
1: you listen to Yuppie Junk too, I think, because your uh, podcast is like, much more of, like, a free-flowing conversation. It's not, like, real interview-based. You just have guys on, and you'll just talk about whatever. Like, the conversation goes where it goes.
2: Well, the problem is – and I hate to say this to you because it's kind of what you have going on. When you become guest-based, guest-reliant, mm-hmm. you lose a lot of power. Um, so, like – if I so when I thought about it like early on, I was like, all right, I just want to have like me and like my friends talking. So my one in 2009, I only did like twelve of them because I didn't even know what I was doing. But it was when Yuppie Junk was a blog. I um I would just have two friends. I would have one the same guy every week and I'd rotate the third chair or whoever wants to come over on a Thursday, we'd live streamed it with a there was a chat and we would do a power hour. So every mm-hmm. minute a bell would go off. So by the end of it, we were just drunk, just talking shit. Yeah. And at that point, like at one point, like 70 people listened and it was like, what? <laughs> like totally like crazy. <laughs> live, like live at yeah. the same time. That's crazy. Um, But it really wasn't that big of a deal. So um, yeah. So then when Yuppie Junk was going to come back, I was like, all right, I just like picked the friend. I would just talk to him because once you rely on, like when you rely on guests, if someone cancels it, like it can fuck your whole shit up. So I went to, um, I made like a hundred something episodes without skipping a week and, uh, I become guest reliant and I was kind of tired of it. So I took a break. Um, but I also got pulled into a podcast about MTV, the challenge. So I just like smoke weed and watch these idiots do like grown up potato sack races and then make fun of them. And then occasionally some of them come on and, um, I think expect like a different interaction than like my tweets and it's exactly the same. (laughs) Um, So they, that like kind of freaks them out. So we have fun with that. And then, um, yeah. So then I saw, so as I've watched Borstel grow, I've always just done some of the stuff that I think they should be doing, but like on my own. Mm -hmm. So I was like, all right, Borstel's not doing podcasts. I'll just do my own podcast. Now, obviously I am, um, you know, I'm paybacking off of barstool because I'm a part of it, but I'm doing a lot of stuff for them at the same time. So I yeah, started doing yuppie junk like really early in the in podcast. And then because I thought they should be there. Then they got there and they always did video, but it was only like these big videos. It right. was always like a you need you know, Hank to fly somewhere, and then you gotta drive to some small town. And <laughs> I was like, yo, so my original goal was I was like, I want to throw out the first pitch at a baseball game, any baseball game. Like I'd love to do it for the Yankees, but like I'll do it for a minor league team. So how can I do that? And I was like, well, I enjoy eating food. I started making snacks a few years ago or no vines. Like So six seconds of like me just eating something real quick, taking a bite, like all in a sweet. I did like 13 items one night. I felt like I did. Like, I felt like I do now. Like it was gross. And then I just, like, kept doing them. And I was like, well, if I cut all those together, I have an intro for something else. I'll just do, like, a show on that. And I just film it on my camera. I Googled, like, easiest, like, video software to edit. And, um, yeah, the first video I ever made, I was going to a spring training game. And I was like, well, I need to learn how to use this software. So I need to, like, make a video. But, like, I don't, I don't really feel confident enough to make a um, video – in the Like in the stadium because it's weird to do. Like to film those videos is very weird if people don't know who I am. So I was like, I'll do something else. And I asked someone to – I said, can someone make me a campaign poster that says like Jeter Posada 18? And then I went and I had it printed and blown up and I got it on like stakes. I went to Derek Jeter's house in uh, Tampa and I made a video of me like a campaign video for him. You went to his actual house? Yeah, I went to his real house. Like, I went to uh, St. Petersburg, Like, okay. the huge mansion he had built. And, uh, yeah, I just put this big thing in front of his house. Um, and, like, edited it together. And it was, like, it got a bunch of views. People thought it was kind of funny. I was like, all right, I can do that. So, yeah, I just started, like, edit making these videos all by myself. Uh, I, I would just go and buy the food. And uh, once I had made, like, three, I – um. I got word like the Yankees want to talk to you. Ooh. I was like, all right, cool. And um, I was like, yeah, like trying to set it up or whatever. So I went to a game and I walked up to get a bacon on a stick as and uh, this little old lady was like, as I walked up, she goes, you're the guy who gave my sandwich, a, who said my sandwich was a 10 or an A or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, yo, like 60 year old lady, like, how do you? How do you know about this? Like, did, my mom know? did you tell my mom? Like, are you guys friends? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's super humbling. So I was like, oh shit, like people are watching these and the views were up and shit. So yeah, I just started going whenever I go to a ballpark, I, I eat some shit. Like I was just, I just filmed one in Rome because I was there. It was like, why not go to a soccer game? Uh, yep. You can smoke inside. So um, yeah, so like, It just turned into, like, a hobby of mine. And I turned that into, I got to throw out the first pitch at single A and double A for the Yankees. That's sick. Yeah.
1: Um, You got into it a little bit this year with the Rays, too, right? When you went down there?
2: Yeah. So I've said this on, like, maybe two other podcasts. Whenever someone asks me, I'm happy to explain it. At the beginning of the season, I got an email from people who run their concessions. Who are like, listen, we run the concessions at... Uh, Tampa, San Francisco, Seattle, some company out of Connecticut. Um, We'd love, you know, if we get you to, like, these stadiums. And I was like, yo, if you want to fly me anywhere, like, I'll go. Go (laughs) go. Yeah. But, like, my parents live just out of Tampa. I'm going down there when the Yankees are down there. So, like, I'd be happy to do it. And they started asking questions, like, there's always whenever someone tries to set something up versus, like, the Yankees just – are like, boom, here, dude, like, fucking do you. They give me free reign of the place to run around. um, And, like, they never, like, me cursing or anything I say, they're like, yo, if it's real, like, we don't care. You can just do it. So they ask, oh, so, like, what's your crew like? I'm like, nah, dude, it, like, normally it's my wife with my iPhone. Like, I might bring my little brother. <laughs> like, I remember my little brother who has no experience in this at all and who's going to be like, wow, this is really awkward. Um. But I was like, yeah, we'll figure it out. So then as it got closer, um, they emailed me and they were like, hey, so like, what do you need? You know, press passes. Dah, dah, dah. I was like, oh, I was asking, for, honestly, like, if you can give me the food for free and um, like tickets, just any ticket, just get me in. The fucking place is empty. I'll go sit wherever. <laughs> um, like, that would be cool. But like, that's not a requirement. Like I was I'm doing this anyway. You can help me out. It doesn't help you out at all. Like, I'm still, if your shit sucks, it sucks. Like, one of the things I was like, don't get the burger here. Like, there's a good Cuban sandwich, burgers, things. Um, like, yeah, I'm happy to cut, you know, I'm happy to come do it. So then the team reached out to me directly on Twitter and was like, hey, um, yeah, we'd be happy to work with you. Like, we give you like four tickets. And then we went back and forth. Then I was only going to need two. So I told them, like, I only, I might only need two. um, just want to give you a heads up. Cause like, I don't ever take four if I'm not going to use them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give them to someone else, give them to like fucking kids. I, you know, I don't care. And then I said, yeah, cool. So like, um, I'll do the four. And like I said, just send me over and I'll, I'll eat whatever it is you want me to eat, which I'm very open about. Like if I go to a place, I ask the team, I ask the fans, like, what should I eat? So then I went, I ate a bunch of shit, whatever. There were some guys on site who like took me around everywhere. Then I was in a suite and the Yankees lost. So I tweeted, these people are going nuts. Like they won that one world series they lost and (laughs) um, they just need to go back to their trailers. And that's very on brand with the JJ character. Yeah. I think everyone would agree with that. And then so I had said, so then they said something like, we'd be happy to have you again whenever you want. And they, but they took me just saying, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll take four tickets and like I'll do whatever it is, like just being polite. Cause that was Jack doing like a business thing. So I, I had a girl up. who was on the other side. So I didn't want to like, it was like a 22, 23 year old girl. You hear about people like, Someone on the team thing tweets something and they end up getting fired because yeah, someone's complaining yeah. or insulted. So there were know, some people the spot. yeah, there were some people who were like saying that shit. And I was like, no, chill, like whatever. It's fine. But the other thing is they tweeted it. And then because it's not like New York where you just get on like the train or in a cab, I had to drive like an hour to my parents' house. So mm-hmm. this is kind of unfolding while I'm driving. And mm-hmm. I can't text and drive. Um, so yeah, so it looked some people were like, Oh, he got so roasted. Um (laughs) I don't I don't know how I did. A bunch of people were even asking, like, how did he get roasted? Like he just took some free tickets.
1: Yeah Um, If anything it's content.
2: Yeah, and so but then it was weird. So I was like, All right, cool. Um the review went well. It was it was funny. I ate a lot of things. It was a long video. Um And I had a good time at the game and we had like a great interaction, like the social media thing. And a guy from the catering company or whatever was just like, "Um, I just want to remind you, you know, if you interact with some of our other teams. And I was like, yo, dude, that shit had over like one tweet had like twenty five hundred likes on it. Yeah. Like they haven't had a thing get out of like 60 all season. Like, get the fuck Mm. out of here, guys. And that probably severed that relationship yeah <laughs> no, it was
1: um i remember following it the night it happened it was uh it was entertaining that's the only
2: way you could view it
1: yeah um, so, so I was gonna hit you with some uh quick hitting questions here uh before we get to that uh if you just want to you know talk to you know your followers anyone listening who's thinking about you know starting a blog or you know doing some video things like you do just any advice you'd give yeah. them just
2: yo just um like you if you want to do like this like if you want to just like if you if you want to start a podcast like just start a podcast like everyone should start a podcast who wants to it takes 2 seconds to do it and for the most part I'm like make like 6 of them and then quit like that's what happens like i did 105 and then i was like ah i'm kind of done um yeah. like maybe i'll come back but like right now i just don't have it um but when you look at like if you think you really want to fucking like do this, like like Big Cat do this or KFC do this, look at how much shit they fucking do. The hours that they put in, having to be on all the time, um, like just flying to fucking airport chilies for a joke, like literally <laughs> going out of their way to go through security for a fucking joke. Um, like would you do that? Would you do that or would you take the easy – like the easiest way out? Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so there's a big risk in doing that. So you also have to, I think too many people think about like, I used to do advice shit on yuppie junk and people would be like, yo, I'm thinking about quitting my job and just doing my own blog. Cause I can float myself for like six months. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you thinking? Like if you have like a good job, like I could never make the jump to Borsal full time. I'm 10 years into a career yeah. and like Borsal doing well. But, like not all those guys are doing well, you know financially, mm-hmm. it's like you know you gotta work. are still grinding, and you gotta you know you gotta generate more than money than you want, you know, so it's tough to really you know climb the pay scale, but like if it's a passion and you need to do it, then like go for it, all those guys did, and you know it's working for them, yeah uh I agree. but. Don't just do what we do. Don't do what like any other person does. Figure out like what your shit is. Fall on your face a bunch of times. Um, You know, if you start a podcast, like not every episode is going to be great to start. If you start making like a web series on something, like not every one of them is going to be great. And but if you have like one that hits, it's like anything else. It's like sports. Like all you got to do, you got to get one hit. Then another one, then another one. Then they just like start coming and like maybe you make an out every once in a while. But the outs are, you know, wanting track fly balls instead of striking out looking like, you know, mm-hmm. you, you start to, you know, make an impact. And it can work. And then if it's at a certain point, it doesn't, then just stop because you're probably not that good.
1: Um, yeah. The only thing I would add to it is I wish uh, I'd like a year and a half out of college now. And I didn't realize the free time hit that you take from leaving college to like joining the quote unquote real world. And yeah. the only thing I would add, if anyone thinking about doing this and they're still in college, like the time is now. Cause you just have, you, you have the time and a year from now you might not.
2: Yo. Yeah. Starting shit in college is so key. I used to DJ and MC in college. So just like, imagine me at like 21 So just like wild fucked up, like so fucked up with a microphone, like yelling, like, yo, it's finger banging Fridays at Teak, like (laughs) fucking insane shit. But like it got the party going. It's so douchey to think back out, But like I was doing something. I didn't know that I wanted to do any of this. And then, um, yeah, so you got to just if I had known all the shit, I went to the radio in college and was like, hey, You guys don't do any sports. I think you guys should do sports. I'm in the sport management program. Like, you probably know about me. Obviously, they didn't. And they were – I was like, yeah, like, you know, whatever slot, like, you guys have, like, I'll take it. And they were like, no, it doesn't work that way. You need to spend six months. It's just like um, Pitch Perfect. Like, you got to stock the shelves with, like, records. I'm talking um physical records.
1: The guy that Anna
2: Kendrick dates in the first one. Yeah, we're like, that's yeah. what he's
1: doing when they first meet. He's stalking yeah,
2: her. Yeah, she does it too. Yeah. So, yeah, it's just oh, like, yeah, yeah. That. and I'm just like, are you fucking with me? Like, no one listens to this radio station. This is Drexel Radio. Get the fuck out of here with this. And um, I did it for a little bit, and they just kept piling on me because I was a frat guy. Like, I wasn't like them. And, um, it was like being hazed again. So I was just like, ah, maybe the radio is not for me, but like, I wish I had done that. Um, I took like an acting class in college, like do all that shit. Um,
1: so, uh, you got questions loaded.
2: I was wondering if you talked at all or just sat there the whole time. I was say, if, you just sit there, if you just sit there and don't talk at all. I didn't know if I could address you. That's why I felt like when I, I was when he, he had disappeared. I had no idea. It was freaking me out for a bit there. I was like, and sometimes, like, you don't laugh. <laughs> it's just like, oh, man, are my jokes bombing? Is this frozen? Is this guy dead? Is he here? <laughs> I come in at the end. Okay. And I, hit you with, real, I hit you with this... the rapid-fire
0: questions. All right. <laughs> all right, so just, like, quick answers. If you want to go into it a little more, you can. Kind of whatever you're, whatever you're feeling.
1: Nah, just give it one word and move on.
0: Yep. Your choice. All right, so the first one uh, is your favorite stadium
2: food of all time. Ooh, of all time, um, for all the stadium meets that I've done, the best thing has been uh, there's a burger in Centerfield that I don't know what the fuck that stadium's called now. Upright Sales Insurance Company Yard, yeah? whatever it is, uh, the White Sox. Okay, it's got some weird name. Uh, in Centerfield, there's a a place that makes a thing called the Chicago style uh burger. Best thing I've had at a stadium. Uh that I've done in a video aside from like legends at Yankee stadium is like going to a great wedding and I'm watching a baseball game. Um, I, it's like surf and turf yesterday. Oof!
0: all right. I like that. And how about just your favorite food of all time? Not stadium food, just like
2: your, your favorite uh, of all time. I'm a big Italian guy. Um, chicken parm. I like chicken parm. I also like, um, any kind of like pasta that stuff. Like tortellini, yeah. or like ravioli, stuffed shells, shit like that.
0: Good answer. All right, all right. This is a uh, this one's kind of a little different. So, and this is a question that Brendan and I have discussed for for pretty much forever. Uh, if you played an entire MLB season and you have the off season <laughs> to train, do you think you get a hit? You get the whole season, regular at bats. You're in the lineup every day. Can you get a hit? So,
2: like the season,
0: he
1: guaranteed six hundred. You get 600 at bats in a major league season. You're just hitting ninth for the Yankees every day.
2: So, like this season that I'm watching right now, as the Yankees take the lead ends, and I get signed to a contract. I have this whole off season, and yep. I can yep. play all next season. Will I get a hit? Yeah.
1: Yep. And you get like you get all the best coaches. Like you have the Yankees hitting coach. You can like uh, work on your mechanics. Uh, you're not looking to walk, so you never have to uh, like. You're trying to get a hit. You don't even have to like take your walk if they're pitching around you.
2: Three um, oh, you're.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think I can get a hit. That's
1: so, what I said. Sorry, I said I couldn't. I
0: don't think so. It's it. So you got to factor in that these pitchers are thinking about they're
2: they they do not want to be the guy to give up a hit to this. That's shred. why I said I could get one hit. Because one guy will fuck up about his pride (laughs) or some shit. And it'll be some shitty situation. Like It'll be like an eighth inning to break up a (laughs) no-hitter. It'll be something like that where everyone's like, oh, this guy fucking killed history, and he's a jerk-off, and he swings 3-0 all the time. He's costing (laughs) team games.
0: (laughs) Is it a bloop, or do you
2: like line one? Oh, more likely than not, it's either a bloop Here's how I get my hit. Actually, right. I get my hit at the major league level because I am so late on a changeup <laughs> that I hit it down the third base line. It hits the base and skips over the third baseman. Like right. I get it six inches like away from me, and the base bails me out. I love it. Hey, it hits a hit. Yeah, uh- it's all the same in the scoreboard. I go. One for 600.
1: Uh, bonus question. Who would strike out more, you or Aaron Judge?
2: Oh, me by ah. me by a lot. Because <laughs> um, it would probably be like – it would probably be at least 500 strikeouts. Like, yeah, I would have 500 strikeouts in major league level. <laughs> Every once in a while, though, I'd have a game where I'd have like two ground outs. And I'd be like, oh, I was so fucking close. I'd come into the dugout like Bernie Mac at the beginning of Mr. 3000 when he first comes back. Just like, you see that, man? You see, I'm right on it. And every guy's just like, dude, shut up. Shut the fuck up.
0: That's the next movie. You as a, an MLB player trying to get a hit. Just one, not 3000. Just a single one.
2: Yeah. Uh, all right. He's how- a writer somewhere. Some guy just made a video over like whole season. Like, And he was like 40 years old. And he was just like, could I hit a, a ball out of a major league stadium? And so he like did all the He made these videos of him training every day. And then like he got a team to let him in and he didn't get it. And he trained more and he got like another team to let him in. And they let him in for like an hour and he'd swing like, you know, 400 times. And then like eventually he got one out. That's a good creative thing. Like if you want to start blogging and shit, shit, like do shit like that that's totally different. That can go viral. Yep. Right,
1: uh, no. Bonus point, Billy Crystal hit a hard foul ball off Tom Gorzolani in that spring training game. He's six oh, yeah. years
2: old. Oh yeah. So oh, it yeah. can be done. It can be done. Like that's what I'll, I'll have like a Billy Crystal single. Yeah. <laughs> like it'll just it'll hit third base. I'm a lefty too. So like that's why I, I'm not pulling that down the third baseline. Okay. I'm late on a changeup. Very late. All right. How
0: about your favorite Yankee of all time?
2: A uh, Derek Jeter.
0: All right, so that's like, so this, so this might be uh, an easy one then. Uh, would you rather have a night out with Sanchez, Judge, and Fraser, or coffee with Jeter? Um,
2: it's so like night I out, w- night out on the town with those guys, or just like there's to- a chance that I go the night out. Well, here's the main reason I wouldn't go the night out is because like. I just don't think I'd be cool enough. Like, I just, I'm 32. I can't really like be in a club being cool. Like, um, I've been out with like some of these guys, like in a bar. Like, then I'm fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm so afraid to meet Derek Jeter because, yeah. like, I know he's not going to like me.
0: <laughs>
2: you never know. Like, he won't. he'll never, I, he might not in like our interaction find that out, which would be a blessing. But I honestly mean it. If me and Derek Jeter just met and he had to hang out with me for like a week, he would fucking hate it. <laughs> and it sucks. It sucks to know that, but it's maturity. <laughs> it's, uh... Never meet your heroes. That's what they say, right? Yeah. Jeter well, yeah. would
0: live up to him. There's no way
1: he wouldn't. Like Trent like-
2: met Trent met Fifty Cent like two weeks ago, and he didn't like him. And like Trent loves Fifty Cent. Like that sucks. It's depressing. Jeter's right.
1: like Brady though. Just perfect. There's nothing wrong.
0: Yeah. All right, you're 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 so you said you're a challenge guy. Uh, how far would you make it if you were on the show? Can you win oh. it all? Oh, uh,
2: no, I couldn't win it all because I don't know if I I was I've thought about it like if I trained for like a year and a half, you know, <laughs> like if the I longer really,
1: than baseball training. <laughs> The challenge is probably oh, yeah. more physical.
2: Maybe than if I played this whole baseball season. If I did the whole baseball season thing. And then you go in. Maybe like <laughs> after I get a hit. Then I'm you know. going after Johnny Bananas. Like that could <laughs> work for me. Because um, these guys. I say it all the time on the show. They got nothing else to do. They don't have the skills to do anything else. All they can do. Life is skills. Look good. Go to the gym. And that's it. And maybe like babysit. Like, I think, like, some of the girls babysit or bartend or cocktail waitress. But, like, you got to be a bartender who, like, doesn't really drink. Because, like, you got to train for that shit. Mm -hmm. If it's just, like, fucking around with guys, I could probably get, like, a couple people to, like, throw a punch at me or something. I was going to say, how's your manipulation skills? I think that's key.
1: Well, I think the other factor is. Like any normal – like relatively normal person could get at least like halfway through the show just because of how like ridiculous and not real people these guys are.
2: Yeah, if you just like – you can make it like three weeks just if you can in your head say, I can't die doing this. MTV wouldn't (laughs) let me die. Because there's always some people who are like, I don't know. Like, I'm afraid out of the heights. If you're just like, oh, no. Well, I'm jumping on. I'm attached to this thing. Like, <laughs> they're not going to let me die. MTV would be fucked. <laughs> fucked. 30 seasons. 30 seasons. And now the fucking now they're taking the title from The Miz. He can't be in the public eye anymore. It's tough. They won't let it happen. So if you just say that to yourself, you can make it a few weeks. And then worst case scenario, you're
0: immortalized if you're the guy who dies. So
1: yeah, <laughs> it's
0: a win-win. Uh, how about your favorite championship of all time? Wait, what do you mean?
2: Just like your like favorite? Yankee championship? Yeah. Or well, sports, it could I be guess.
0: just sports in general.
2: I mean, I'm sure it's the Yankees. Oh, like but... being a fan. Oh, like oh, like being a fan of something. Of yeah, yeah. Um,
1: I think none of the Yankees like really stick out the way like some of the socks do.
2: Probably '96. Like just because. Yeah. I guess. First one. I'm around when they went in 96, I was 11 years old. So like 9, 10, I think you can actually like start to really like think about things and be like I really like I enjoy baseball. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you start to even like understand how the game works more mm-hmm. rather than just like, oh yeah, we're going to this thing. Dad says we like it. <laughs> um and had really like the We had the 94 strike, and I remember, like, because baseball just stopped, and I missed that. Like, I got up every day and read every article. I would always look at the box scores like I was that kid. I would do that all summer. And then when I didn't have that, I knew I missed it. So I, like, fell in love with baseball again, and then we come back 95 and make the playoffs. Ken Griffey Jr. is, like, you know, the superstar of the league. He beats us. And then to come back in 96— Go down two games and then come back and win four in a row and be like, "This can happen." Like I just couldn't mm-hmm. imagine that joy. It's like the when you win that first championship, like you guys are Red Sox fans, you win that first championship, you're just like, "I can't believe that that happened."
1: Um, yeah, not, that, that's a good story and that's a good point too. I was gonna say like, none of the Yankees ones, like I didn't think any of them stood stood out the way like '04 '13 did for us. But but you're right, no '96 the first one, especially with the young, all those guys were.
2: No, I um, mean they. They all stand out. So it's the same way you have for your team. Obviously, 03, like, everyone remembers that one. Um, I don't know what was so special about 13 or if there was anything that special. 03. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, like, that's kind of like if we would have won when we lost after Mm 9-11.
1: Yeah. That's also, like, the underrated, like, best World Series ever, I think.
2: Great World Series. Um, I can't believe, like, I just, I don't, I think that's when I stopped believing in God. Like, there's no God who's like, you know what we should do? Fly a plane into these fucking people and then bring them right to the edge and take this away from them. The city yeah. needed
1: it. was It was weird because it was also so random. Just like the Diamondbacks, like, and they're like yeah. third year in existence and, or fourth year. And now they haven't done anything since.
2: Uh, you just got to fire show Showalter and you, you get there. The Yankees did it. The Diamondbacks did it.
1: Um, I have one that I want to add in here real quick. Um how long would David Price have to pitch without getting Tommy John before you
2: admitted defeat on that? Yo, so here's the thing. I have said all year that he needs Tommy John. <laughs> Maybe I should have said it better. He should have Tommy John. His <laughs> doctors have said he has said himself. He has said if he was younger, he would get surgery. His almost fucked up, but he should get it. But if he gets it now at this age, he misses all of next year. He'll probably, you know, maybe come back the year after he's in his thirties. Will he ever make it back? It's tough. So I get why he's pitching through it because like he kind of thinks he can, but like, I'm happy with him being back for the playoffs. That's amazing. Cause w- that's what he's going to do now. He's going to come back with a fucking torn up elbow and all of a sudden he can pitch in the playoffs. Oh man. That's a nightmare situation for you guys.
1: I'm talking myself into the multi-inning role like the andrew miller chad green for you guys um all right so you want to hit him with one more then we'll let him eat
2: you can do more than one i just got to grab the food when the guy gets to the door
0: okay
1: give him a few more
0: all right how about just like this is not like sports or anything just your like any irrational fear that you
2: have <laughs> oh <laughs> uh, i don't i don't like spiders, spiders. really don't like spiders. Don't like spiders hate with Halloween coming up when people or like bars put like giant spider – like a giant spider thing like over a doorway. We would do it in college. I would use the back door. I just don't (laughs) like spiders. It's like we don't need that. Then when I got like into like offices when I was like president, um, that year they couldn't put it because it was on the president's balcony. I was like it's not happening. I can't have it there. Is it like traumatic experience or just don't like it? No, nah, they're just, like, gross. They're just – I don't like them. It's just, like, there's something about them. They're just, like, gross. I'm not a big Heights guy either. But, like, if you know MTV is not going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry you about that. Chinese food. Uh little sweet and sour chicken, egg roll, uh, dumplings. My wife moved out, so I can, like um, – I'm moving to Philly. We're moving to Philly, so my wife didn't leave me. <laughs> uh, she had to start her new job. We move next Friday, so like she's down there, I'm up here. See each other on the weekends, or like once a week, she has to come up here. <laughs> but, yeah. uh, a couple more. Uh, how about your favorite movie ever? Oh, favorite movies probably Goodfellas. Um, favorite sports movie is Bull Durham. A lot of life lessons in Bull Durham. Um, Also, similar to, like, A Bronx Tale. Uh, Those are two movies, like, that can really teach you how to be a man.
1: (laughs) Um, Bull Durham is objectively better than Feel the Dreams.
2: Um, Yeah, I just think there's more, like... I don't know, I feel like you just learn a lot about, like, maturity from watching that movie. If you just, like, pay attention to all the lessons.
1: Yeah, they hit all the roles of... Like Kevin Costner's kid. Everyone. All
2: right sorry, next yeah. one. Yeah. And and Kevin Costner bank Cal Ripken's wife. Let us not <laughs> do that. Uh are you a Giants guy?
0: Yeah. Can uh can Eli ever get him back to the Promised Land or no?
2: Um are they
0: playing right now?
2: They're playing right now. So I very much like Eli Manning. I don't really get into the season till like week ten.
1: Yeah.
2: Um I used to when I was younger. But that was when the Yankees, it was like, oh, well, like, wake me up in the ALCS. Like, then I'll start looking at it. Um, But, yeah, and I also get kind of, like, burnt out from watching all this baseball that, like, I need a break. But uh, I think Eli, he – it wouldn't surprise me if he had one more, like, oh, shit, we got to win five of six to get in the playoffs. (laughs) Super Bowl. Oh, that... I,
1: I feel like it's over for Eli. It's been like – like 2011 was like a long time ago now.
2: It may be. Like it totally may be over for him. Um, yeah. By no means am I saying it's not. But like would it shock you if he just like one more time out of nowhere did it? Nope. That's the frustrating part. I bought part.
1: into it last – didn't last. the playoffs kind of hot and like everyone was paying him to upset the Packers? I
2: might be remembering that wrong. I'm pretty I, sure think it was, I think it was uh, – it was either Kraft – where Belichick said, if we play the Giants, we probably lose the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, and like, I thought we were going to play them. Because they get hot at the right time. So, like, you never know if he'll string it together. But he could also go out there and get his head knocked off tomorrow. Nothing would surprise me. You guys are Patriots fans? Yep. Yeah, so we've had our heart broken once or twice by him. It's – being a Patriots fan, let me know what you guys think. I think it's very similar to being a Yankee fan.
1: Probably during the mid 90s, at least. Yeah. 90s. Yeah. Uh, I,
2: think it, I think we're I mean, very similar. Like, I got no problem with the Patriots. This is how, you know, it's
1: like different for Patriots fans than most other uh, football fans. We're watching Thursday Night Football here. Three of my roommates are Pats fans, one isn't. It's a shitty game. It's Texans, Bengals, and uh, my one non Pats fan roommate is trying to say that the Bengals like they're a solid team, they're a good team they can make the playoffs. As a Patriots fan you know the Bengals are shit, they're never going to do anything uh, they can make the playoffs all they want but they're just like it, you judge it like would they beat the Patriots in a playoff game in Foxborough and then, no. and I'm sure that's what it was like for the Yankees in the late 90s, would the would this team come in here to Yankee Stadium and beat us
2: that's what it's like uh, right now like even to a certain extent and it's weird um I probably shouldn't think this cocky, but, like, as right now, we were playing Minnesota. I'm not worried about fucking Minnesota in the playoffs no. at all. Like, one game, half a game, we could flip a coin. Doesn't matter. Not losing to Minnesota.
1: Yeah, you guys will be home for
2: that, too. Yeah. Um, you said that Aaron Judge
1: lacks a clutch, Gene?
2: I worry he does. And mm-hmm. now, I get it. It's his first year, and that's the biggest thing. People are like, it's his first year. Yo, he grounds out in the ninth inning with a chance to drive in a go-ahead or winning run a lot. Mm -hmm. It's not really a strikeout there. He grounds out a lot. He doesn't really have – like he doesn't have that huge like, oh shit, that was that Aaron Judge walk-off. Like for all the numbers he has, some of them should have been game winners or game game tires or – a double the lead off the ninth that then he just, like, comes around and scores on a ball that gets away from the catcher. Like, some over-the-top shit, and he hasn't done that. He just – he hit a ball, like, out of Seattle. Um, (laughs) But, like, I get it. I just want to see that ninth inning thing before I'm, like, fully in on him. I mean, obviously I'm fully in on him, but, like, I need that Jeter thing. thing Jeter
1: walked off in his last game ever. Like, only Derek Jeter does that.
0: If you could make one rule that everyone had to follow in the world, what would that rule be?
2: Oh man, if I my top one yep, oh shit,
0: <laughs> it's a tough question.
2: oh, because there's so many things I want to change <laughs> like I would just like outlaw umbrellas during when it's sunny out <laughs> like you can't you just can't do that. um
0: that's a huge waste of the answer. You get, you no, get everyone so has to follow. I, mean, I
2: just, I, I just, you know, I start to think about, um, like, just little, like, weird things I'd like to get out of the way. Like, obviously, you want to make some rule that like benefits everyone, but like, what if you just had fun with it?
0: No, no, you gotta have fun with it. I, yeah, I, for the, I like the umbrella answer for the fun of it. But give me like a, like your, a, a real one, your best one, one rule. Everyone's gotta follow it.
2: Oh, like if there was just like a, a way to make like a rule about common sense, like just no one has it. Like a way to enforce <laughs> that make that a law, like because there's just no. So many people just can't pick up on social cues, and it makes the world so fucking like just terrible. Um, but, but then, then like no one you're has an to be
0: self aware.
2: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Because then I would be an asshole less for like pointing shit out to people. <laughs> like I get in trouble sometimes. Like if I know you and you're a girl and you have a kid, like I unfollow you on Instagram (laughs) because you're never going to post anything that's interesting to me ever again, (laughs) ever again. And then like, sometimes I wait a little bit and they post something that's like using some hashtag to like, maybe get like a free, like month of diapers or something. And it's just like, I can't have that. I can't. Yeah. Like, Oh man, it would clear all that shit
0: up. I like that. Just, <laughs> girls with kids can't hashtag things to get free diapers.
1: Ah, Yeah, we, we don't want to keep you too late. We went way over, but we, we really appreciate uh, you coming on with this.
2: Yeah, man, it was no problem. It was a good time. Um, I mean, anyone listening
1: uh, definitely already follows you, but he's at BarstoolJJ on Twitter. Um, He's got his Yuppie Junk podcast. I've listened to... Um, I can't say all of them, but I've listened to nearly all of them. And, you know, it, JJ does a good job. He, like you said, he started podcasting in two thousand nine when it was first getting going. So he, he just seems like a natural up there.
2: Yeah. And yeah, the last advice, like really if you guys like wanna try to do it, like go for it. But don't like half ass it and um and like yeah, if it's not like picking up, just know like people don't want that. And just said <laughs> stop. Just that's a, that's up for awareness. Like, definitely give it a try. But like, if you stink at it, like, know that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's good advice.